Welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We have another great one for you today, so please be ready to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to take action. Here we go. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we are always humble, open, and transparent. I have a gift for you today. Uh, one new friend, Facebook groups are wonderful, wonderful world to live in. And I have my friend, Yaku, visiting us from California. He woke up early for you this morning. Uh, and so I'll let him introduce himself, and then we'll get rolling. Yaku, good morning, sir. How are you? Good, Lawrence. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, it's good to be here. Yeah, it is. It is morning in California, and I, I don't know if your if the listeners and the viewers can see the video of this. Is this recorded on video as well? It is. It is. Oh, then you'll see my hair. You'll see my hair is sticking out to the side. But you know what? I, did, I think I did a pretty good job. Y'all, yeah, you did a great yeah. job. Clean up this morning. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm in Miami. Hi, everybody. Um, I uh, I'm originally from South Africa, uh, born and raised. Lived there for for you know 26 years of my life. I studied enology and viticulture, which is the study of wine in the vine. I'm a winemaker. Traveled the world making wine everywhere. And then I met my wife while I was making wine in, in Northern California in a small town called Fiddletown. Fiddletown has got a population of 18 people. Um, so it was quite fun meeting her there. And uh, then we ended up in Los Angeles and we opened up a winery just outside of Los Angeles um, last season. We're heading into our second harvest season right now. That's awesome, man. Well, we reached out when we connected on, on Facebook oh. and we were looking for podcast guests. What in the message of the Hot Takes podcast connected to you? Hey, I mean, I, I first of all, I love the concept, um, kind of digging deeper, self-improvement. Um, and the one word that stuck out for me was being humble. You know, what keeps you humble and all that kind of, kind of stuff. And, and in the wine world, I feel like that is a, a big a uh, big essence that's missing in a sense. Um, you know, you either drink wine for, for drinking or you're experiencing it to enjoy it. And if you're drinking it to drink it, that's fine. I mean, you just go about your day and stuff. But if, if you're on the other side of the spectrum, I feel like there's a big essence there of just being snobbish, being intimidating, being, you know, looking down on people. And um, there's a message here where, where I, was, I felt like, you know, this, this, you, that doesn't need to be. Um, we can change that. Um, and, uh, I, even, and it's, it's kind of weird cause you think about it as like, okay, well, you know, are we going to find this in the wine world? I mean, we pull this, we find this in, in every single aspect of life. My forte is just specifically the wine world where I, where I'm trying to change minds and views on people and make it inclusive instead of exclusive. That's so that, concept, if that, if that makes sense. I mean, no, that, know, that makes perfect sense. Um, and, and I love that regardless of industry, um, some, some, the same human factors begin to show up, um, in, in the world we live in today. Um, and you used a word that, uh, has been, been, been a very sexy word over the past year, but, uh, rarely has been implemented, uh, very thoroughly or, or even people have done deep work. And that's that, um, inclusion to tell me about, um, how you uh, act out every day in an inclusive way. My inclusive, inclusivity, uh, a big a part of it came from a previous job that I had where I was uh, a general manager, um, just as I came to California. And uh, I, you know, 
straight from South Africa, having to immediately at that point leave the winemaking. So I, I came into a position where I was working for a company where, you know, and they were all about inclusivity and not exclusivity. And that's my first real step coming in there. You can imagine, um, you know, growing up in South Africa, um, there, the rainbow nation, you know, you can, I, I don't know, familiar with, with the country and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but in a sense, it's a very exclusive country in the sense of, you know, you've got white, you've got black, you've got, you know, brown, you've got, you've got 11 national languages, you know, how many national languages do we have in Germany? One, Spain, one, America, one, right? 11. I only speak two, you know, so, so, so how inclusive is that, that I can, don't understand, if think about this, I don't understand, I mean, how, how much, like 70% of my, of my country's population's first language. Um, and I'm just, I don't know where 70% is coming from, but I'm assuming it's something, it's something like that. Um, yeah. So, and I, and I really, and I really took to that. And, and sometimes I feel like we live our life, not even understanding or knowing how exclusive we really live our lives. Um, your question uh, to answer that is how I do it. It's like, I really started taking a look at, at myself and, and, and at that sense and saying, well, how am I being inclusive? Obviously what I'm doing is I'm really trying to break down the ice in the forefront here of saying, you know what? in the wine world and I'll, I'll keep it specific to my, my work life right now is we have uh, our, our monthly club. We have to drink wine every month and we, we have people in. Um, and I decided I can, this club is for any wine drinker, but I decided for, you know, I don't, I don't want any wine drinker, even though that sounds exclusive. I want people that feel excluded. You know, I want people that is, that is new. And so giving people a voice saying, okay, you know what, if you don't have to be scared, you don't have to be intimidated. Um, so I check in with myself on that level. And, and, and as I started it out, I started building on top of that, which was pretty amazing because um, there was a pretty, there was a good response because people needed it. Um, if you think about inclusive, just my personal life, um, you know, I, I am, if I can make a new friend, I would, regardless of, and this is not something that you consciously do. And that's what I'm trying to get across coming from South Africa. And I'm not blaming everything on South Africa, but you know, I have, I have such good African American friends. I've got such good gay friends now that would have not been the case really if I just stayed my path in South Africa. I know it's a hard thing to say, but we're yet to be vulnerable. And, 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 and that's the case. And, and that's another sense of inc inclusivity, you know, um, that you just, and it's not a thing that you're trying not to be friends or anything, but this is just this, it does, it's not part of your life until you open your eyes and see like, wow, you know, yes, there's, there's so much more out there that the world can offer me if I just open my eyes and if I just include more people to improve my own life worth. Man, I love that. Um, because I, one of the things that I always talk to coaching clients about or new business partners, and as we begin to develop a relationship, I get, I get to the person. All right, I get to the process that you've taken in life, and I'm always curious around that internal work, that self-work, because I believe the first person we need to lead is ourselves before we can ever attempt to lead any group of people towards any change, any sustainable um, type of action or change in behavior. Um, we have to be the model, right? The, the quote is, be the change you want to see in the world. Um, and I believe that ca that carries over. And I believe that's something that we, we got to chop at every single day because so many um, things are pulling at us um, for our attention, um, for our love, for our time, for our, our, our resources. Um, and so, Yaku, how do you check in with yourself and, and, and keep yourself on task and on point? Well, I'll, I'll show you, Lawrence. Yeah. So yesterday in my, 
Yeah, last night it came yesterday. I got my new little, start off my little planner. Yeah, so that's one of the ways. And it goes by the half an hour. Um, I, you, can see, you can see your podcast. Your podcast was the very first thing I filled in. So I'm pretty proud of it. Um, but no, I, I keep, keep myself on track in a physical way in that sense, just kind of like timing out, like what am I supposed to do when in the day? Um, but, but obviously that's a physical, the physical, the mental way for me keeping myself on track, which is a with far greater uh, responsibility and, and especially impact on what we're doing is um, I, I've been coming, I started to meditate every morning. I started to, to take, and I'm, I, I'm doing it not from myself and my own essence. I'm doing it from the, if, and if your listeners do audible, I don't know if you like audiobooks or audible, this is a great thing. It's for free. And this is the whole range of like, you know, I don't know if you still get it, but meditations. And so it's a guided meditation. Some is 15, some is eight, some is 20 minutes. And I do that every morning and it's about 30 of them. So I cycle through them once a month, one a month, you know, for them. And, um, that has, I, I cannot explain to you how much that has changed my life in a sense where I am getting up in the morning. You know, I, I eat real quick. I, I don't really put a lot of effort into my breakfast. I just want to get food in so I can get going. I drink a ton of water, uh, brush my teeth, make my bed. Um, and then the first thing I do, and I try, I don't always do it, but like 80% of the time I, I do that. And to be able to put your mind into place and just kind of calm down because there might be anxiety for a thing you have to be on or something if you do or life tasting or whatever. And um, to be able to sit there and say, you know what, everything's okay. Taking a few deep breaths and kind of organizing your mind before your day even starts. Because if you feel like if you start the day, you know, with your mind all over the place, your day is going to end up being like that as well. You know, you, you start with your day, you're not making your bed. You're going to get out in, in the bed later that night and it's going to be all wrinkly and not nice and crisp and ugly and kind of gross, right? So... I mean, you were in the army, you would know, you make your bed yeah. probably well every day. So yeah. Well, well, not, not since I've been out, I'm telling myself, I, I tell, I'm, I'm getting back to that place. And it's funny you say that, uh, particularly around meditation and, and, um, centering yourself, uh, and making sure that you, you clear your mind and you begin to do some of that breath work and, and shout out to one of my buddies, um, Dylan, who is huge on meditation and breath work, um, just from a perspective of, of clearing your mind, clearing your head at the beginning of your day. Um, and this morning, um, I probably spent the first 40 minutes, um, and didn't make my bed. I went straight downstairs, let the dog out and I got to it. Um, and but did you let the dog out or did you actually I, like, you let the dogs out and you just like yeah. made your bed and went for it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Just <laughs> went for it. Right. Um, let, so, so I was like, I needed, I felt in my body. I was like, you need to get center. Right. I looked yeah. at, I looked at calendar, had my that stuff is. all plotted out. Just like you had my stuff all plotted out for the day. Checked it. I was like, all right, got Yaku first thing in the morning. And yeah, I was like, go. I need to make sure I'm ready for him. I'm present for him. And I show up for him. And so I was like, okay, I need to need to connect. Right. Um, and so as we think about how we process life, right, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you're a husband, um, your friend, brother, son, how do you keep the priorities of life straight, right? Outside of the, the book, right? The book the, the planners are nice, right? The planners yeah. are nice tools. Well, I've only had it one day, so we'll see, but yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, how do, how do you keep it? How do you keep it all straight? Right? Because if, if the phone rings right now and something happens at the winery or yep. something like that, who is it you or does it fall to someone else to take care of those things? Like how do you manage um, what's priority in your life? 
So in a, it's just in a physical way, it, it, mm-hmm. like me running this winery, it's all me. Um, there's nobody else. So, because we're pretty small um, yep. and uh, we're growing, uh, but there is a, I partnered actually with a brewery, which is a massive brewery. And so a third of the space in my winery. So there's other people, but so in that sense, you know, just in a physical way, like yeah, if something happens in the winery, there's someone there, but if it's everything to do with the wine, I'm going to fix it. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm running them a business from my home with my wife. Um, so she's the other half of this online school that I have. Um, you know, and as far as being a husband, that's obviously, you know, my responsibility and a son and a kid and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, there's not a, there's no, there's no team. I would say right now in my, from my corner of, of side, um, I don't have a team of people doing stuff for me, but there is resources that I'm, that I'm using. And I think, I think, you know, how do I balance these priorities? I think you, you said it a while ago, you said, you know, you were going to be present and you were going to show up for me. Um, so yeah, other than physically paying, I, you have to decide if, if something is happening at the winery right now, like that's my livelihood in a big sense. And you know, if, if I had to be on a podcast or something like that, you know, you, if, if, if something is happening at the winery, is it really that bad that I can't do the podcast or is the place burning down? Do you, do you know what I mean? And I don't think the place is going to be burning down. So then you just have to understand well, what, what is for me, what is most important. And it's not just about most important. It's, you have to go deeper than that. You have to ask, well, why is it more important to you? Is it more important to you because of money? Is it more important to you because of love? Is it more important to you because of your time is precious to you? You know, what makes something more important to you? What makes something a priority for you? And I think people just sometimes stop in the essence of, you know, oh yeah, yeah it's my, my job is my priority. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put that first, you know, or maybe my family is a priority. I'm going to put that first. There's nothing wrong or right about it, but, but why is your family a priority? Mm-hmm. Is it love? Is it because, you know, is, is your wife a priority because she's got $10 billion in the bank if, and you want to make sure that she, you know, she's your sugar mama or is it because of love? You know what I mean? Um, is, your, yeah. is your job a priority because of money or because your love of work? Um, and so I, I think I, I figured that out for myself. Like we spend a ton of time. I think that the biggest thing that I balance in my life is, is my wife. Um, she, time with her is, is so important to me. She, she, the, the day that I met her in this small town called Fiddletown, um, the day that I met her in this, in this tiny town, they were passing through, they were doing a Western movie because it's an old Western gold mining town. Okay. The 80,000 people back in the 1800s today, 18, right. Um, but in wine country, and I was living in by myself, a South African. I wasn't moving to America. I was just doing a harvest season here. And I loved it. And I was just, oh, I loved that life. It was so small. There's nothing around. And just like, oh, I was a cowboy kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, but this came through in this shot of Western film. And she was on the, on the, on the she was, she, she started fashion, costume design at Ohio State. So she uh, nice. was working the costumes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she's American. And so she, two weeks before I met her that day, she found out she, she was diagnosed with cancer. She was Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. And so we didn't talk much after, we didn't talk at all afterwards. We only started connecting again because we became Facebook friends. It's in 2009. And uh, we started talking over Facebook, you know, and um, that way we just kind of started hanging out and started Skyping. That thing was still, was still Skyped. Yeah. And uh, at some point, she, as she was, because I, after the season, I went to work in Aspen. I also skied in Aspen for three skis since I worked there because it's like good money for South Africans and all that kind of stuff. And it's fun. And I've never seen snow in my life. So that was the third time that I've worked in Aspen. And so I said, why don't you come visit me? And I don't, I'm so stupid. I'm just like young, you know, yes, she's going through chemo. She's going through chemo and she's like a 95 pound, you know, girl, like normally she's very tiny. And, um, it's like, yeah, okay. 
So she, she you know, had a chemo treatment and one week she feels really awful and bad. And then the next yeah. week she came visited me and she did that twice. Wow. And so, you know, and so that is someone I want to show up for. That is someone that is a priority for me. And um, we've always been married now for 10 years coming up. And, um, uh, and you know, that's my priority in that sense. So we make sure that we, when we go for an hour and a half walk every, every night, we make sure that we watch a nice story every night while we have dinner, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously work together as well. So that's also another challenge you think it can because working with your wife can, it's a whole different discussion. Mm-hmm. But you need to balance that and not be mean, not be rude, not be short. You know, it doesn't matter what the situation might be um, or what you're talking about because everybody's got things they, they struggle with. That's awesome, man. And I, um, shout, shout out to, to your, to your wife being yeah. a Buckeye. Um, oh, yeah. I, I am as well. So, um, oh. scarlet and gray, um, that, that's my colors. Uh, but she's got sh- such a big smile on her face right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I, yeah, you get, we can talk about Buckeyes all day, but anyway, um, I love the fact that in this season of life, one thing that, uh, has been apparent across any of the communities that I'm a part of is what's important to us is floating to the top. The, the priority list is reshuffling. And what I believe is, is causing it is people are tapping into the true value of themselves and the value of family and what it actually means to all of us has, it is the definition has become very, very clear and and I love that you said from the beginning, it was the relationship, the building, the connection that causes that love to come up for you. And just your description of what it looks like in action, right? She's going through what some would consider a, a, a life altering, life shifting event in her life. And, and so grateful that um, she, she, she was strong and made it through. Um, and for you all to be in this place where your business owners together, your family, your, your parents together, um, and having all this life lived, that's what it's about. And that why, right? You, you described in so much color in your words, your why, and in your family being most important to you and the reason why you do what you do. Um, and again, we, we are not our profession. We're people. Yeah, very true. Have wow. talents and skills and other stuff, right? We're people. We, exactly. We're squishy. We're complex. We're all we're all these things. And if you had to give someone who they're in it, right? They they believe their job is their priority. How did you get to the place where you are today? Said, you know what? I am not my position description, but I'm a person who does a thing. Right? How did how did you get to that place? It, it must be self reflection. I found that to be so valuable. If you think about yesterday, you you exp- first of all, this is an awesome podcast. Like I like this is such a valuable resource to me and to your listeners. Well done, dude. Well done. Anyways, uh, I just feel like I need to say that right now. And um, so I feel like people to get back to your question, people are like firecrackers. Like, oh my gosh. It, you, yes, we are very moldable. I very much agree with that. And we're, we're you know, shapeable and we, but that's the whole thing. We are that, we, we are that. Are we utilizing that though? I don't know. You come up in a certain shape and you're, you know, you're a piece of, let's say you are a piece of clay and you're in this piece of in your shape. So 
are you reflecting on your past? Are you reflecting on your day, on what you just did, the conversation that you just had? Um, and are you shaping out the, the mold and kind of patting up the clay That's because you don't want to be there. And I'm using a figurative obviously now. Or you show up in this mold of clay and you're this shape and you just stay that shape. You're not, you're not changing. And I think um, for a long time, the longest time, like you don't know, I don't know what the hell I was doing, you know, and just in life. Like I finished studying winemaking. I made wine across the world. Amazing. I didn't care for a girlfriend or wife. I just lived life. Not because I just didn't care. And, um, and, and not that the girlfriend and the wife really can, you know, doesn't need to change that. But the point is like, it's not until I started getting that groundedness that I, or not even the groundedness, the groundedness that led to the awareness that maybe I need to just take a look at myself. And something that my wife and I do, we try to do is really, it's weird. It's probably going to sound super pretentious, but we really want to be better people. I don't feel you're ever going to be a great person in the sense of like, yes, I've reached that goal. Yes, now I, I am a good person. Yet we can change on every asset of life. Even, even our marriage, obviously, there's got so much work that needs to happen there in life. Driving on the freeway. Like, am I really going to let this person cutting me off, get mad at me and, and start getting mad at them? What the hell is that going to help me or them? You know? Yep. Um, and so just that self-reflection, I think being able to just look at yourself and saying, okay, if, if I am shapeable, if I'm moldable, if I am able to actually improve, then how am I going to do that? And the, the biggest issue I have with that, Lawrence, is that, and I wonder if your, your viewers and your listeners um, agree that obviously they need to comment and let me know because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this um, uh, for this episode I'm super excited is you get we get people and maybe this is wrong and I need you to tell me if it is that that goes through life that don't see that 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 they, that they are what they are they're not willing to change and um, it is it is frustrating to me and those are the people in life that are I find I'm excluding. Yeah. Right. If something doesn't work for you, you need to let it go. I don't know if that's right or wrong because I don't. I'm not about exclusion. Uh, exclusion. Yeah. Um, in the wine world, you know. But when yeah. it comes to my own happiness, my own love, my own life, you know, life is short, kind of thing. Like, are we gonna? Do we do? And this is a question for you. Do we just um, take everything at face value and just accept it and like involve in our life, or do we say, you know what, this is not forward furthering me in life. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this out. Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of things. And thank you for, for the self-reflection part of it, because I believe in those moments of self-reflection, if, if you're really, your intention is to, to gather awareness, I think going into self-reflection, meditation, anything like that, it's not just blind, you know, nothingness when you're in these meditation moments. I believe every time you, you set that intention to go into that space, you're gathering information about yourself. You're furthering and deepening your awareness of how, how what, what's going on inside of you. The, the breathing, the, is something off? Why is it off? And, and I think even in those moments, you just stay, you, you increase your ability to be present in those moments of self-reflection. And I think that's your scorecard. You need, we need to reflect on what's happening in our lives and then question it. And like you said, even in, in marriage, a relationship, one of the closest relationships, if you have a spouse or, or you are living with someone, to reflect on where you've come from to where you are today. Me and my wife hit 16 years back in, back in May, and we don't know half of what we thought we knew 
about each other after 16 years. Exactly. And, you know, our parents who are, you know, 40th anniversaries, they're the same way. They're, you know, 60, 70, still learning stuff about each other because we're evolving. It's all, it's constant. And I believe when people don't step up to evolution, to change, you're literally signing yourself up to not progress in life. And those people, yes, I exclude. I give them the opportunity. And as a coach, I always tell my clients, I have an expectation when you come to a session. I have an expectation that I'm going to show up for you. My expectation of you is you to show up to do work because this is your session. And if you're not showing up to do work for you, there's nothing as your coach I can do for you. I, I can't help, I can't ask, and I love in coaching world, they call it powerful questions. I believe when you don't give and you don't show up, you, you limit and mitigate my ability to ask you a necessary question. And I believe that's the part of it of where reflection comes from is, are we working on the right work and asking ourselves the necessary questions to move and progress through life? And so I, I'm, with, I'm with you, Yaku, I'm with you. I, I give you the benefit of the doubt. I prep you with a question. I get real curious. And when you, you do the wall, I say something to the effect of, you know what? That makes sense for you right now. So yeah. I'm gonna let you sit with that. And when you're, when you're ready, I'll be available. I never shut the door. Yeah. I never shut yeah. the door. They, they keep it closed on their end. Right. My door, my door you know is always open. That's what my mom used tells yeah. me. And uh, she, she's always said this thing where, yeah, it doesn't matter what part of, it doesn't matter what you're doing in life, but she always said, keep your side clean. Yep. You, 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 if, as long as your side is clean, you can go through life not worrying. So that means that yep. you don't end it on a bad note. If they want to be in it on, on a bad note, then that's fine. If they choose yeah. to not, you know, uh, uh, do that, that, you know, engage or whatever, it, it's fine. But what you just told me and what you just said, I guess for me, it boils down to the fact that if, if you aren't willing as a human being Boom. to reflect on yourself, like you said, just a scorecard, like, I mean, then, then, I mean, that's, is, would you say that that's then that, is that the, is that for your listeners, is that the groundwork? Yeah. That's where it we is. start. It's a scorecard. But if, yep. if you, if you miss the, the essence of reflecting, mm -hmm. which I did for a very long time, because who cares? You're young. You're going for university, yeah. you're partying and doing like, who yeah. cares? You don't hurting anybody, even though you are probably in any way, or you don't need to be a better person because mm -hmm. you don't need, let's, I'm hashing it out. Like you don't really need to keep anybody happy. Who do you need yeah. to keep happy other than yourself? You're selfish. It's just you yeah. that you care about. Um, so self-reflecting, be like, well, there's the rest of the world out there. Um, and it comes with environmental play, like being, mm -hmm. you know, eco-friendly and all that kind of stuff. And all assets, like reflecting, I think is, is, must be the starting point. There. So Yeah. No, one of the things I always tell people, in, whether it's a training or anything, I always ask, what's the first thing you're willing to do? Because if I know the first thing you're willing to do, I can start to piece together where things are in your life based on what you're willing to do and what you're releasing yourself to do. That, that's the other part. Have you given yourself permission to go there? And we need to do that just as much as when I ask Yaku, when I ask you for feedback about this session or anything like that, I have to be prepared mm. for the good, the bad, the indifferent. Like I can't ask blindly just because it sounds nice. Like, and that's what happens in, in society today is 
we ask because we think that's what's supposed to happen. Good to see. Yeah, it's supposed to happen. Exactly. Right. And, and so what what we need to do is is when we really model authenticity is when we ask a question, here's a crazy concept. I know it's going to be wild for the listeners. When you ask a question of someone, listen. <laughs> Wait for a response. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, but but there's a difference. I think Lawrence waiting for waiting for response, listening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so this is very very interesting to me. I love I love you said that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So here's the thing. <laughs> Came to the house, uh, a big dream of mine. Um, working on it on air personality. I love connecting. Uh, I think there's a very specific art in connecting with an audience through a camera lens. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just like, hey, I'm showing up like, you know, whatever. I really think that, you know, this, this connecting with an audience, is, I think it's, it's a, special, a special skill to have. And I love refining that skill. Um, and I went to hosting classes in Los Angeles um, and it was amazing. And, and, I, and I learned so much in that. It's a, believe it or not, it was a huge part of my development. Being open, being vulnerable, being real. Um, and, and get, bring it back to the listening thing. If you're co-hosting with somebody and, you, and you're working with somebody on air, and this should be in everyday life, this should be the conversation. But if you're on TV or on, 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 on a web series or something, it's so much more important because people are watching you, not just the other person you're in conversation with. And you would sit there and you would ask, you know, you know so um, you'll have your opinion about something that's happening in the world. And then your co-host might just, as soon as you stop talking, continue with their thought and moving on. So yep. it's a very unrelatable, unconnected conversation. Yeah. When, whereas the feedback always was, listen. If you want to be an amazing on-air personality, if you want to be an amazing host, if you want to be just, if you want to be good at this, if you want to be good at this, just shut up and listen, okay? Sorry, I know that, I don't know this is no, okay. it's all so that good, was man. The, that you, was the harsh, shut, shut up, it's okay. clean, shut up, it's clean. Yeah. <laughs> that was the harshness of that, what came through. It's like, just... Yeah. And it's, and it's like, people are like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll listen, I'll listen, no worries, I'll listen. It's so much easier said than done. And I know it because I, I had to work through it for four years. I, I like broke down those walls because you're so obsessed with your own opinion and your own this and that, which is a good thing because you need to have an opinion, right? You need yeah. to be able to have a point of view and opinion because you need to stand for something and somebody and you want to be something. Um, but if you aren't listening, and I'm not talking about the on-air world, and I'm talking about just your wife or anything anymore, any relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you how can you actually solve the problem Damn. if you're just obsessed with your own point of what the problem is? And I find it with myself and my wife right now. I'm going to be vulnerable once again, right? Um, it's like if you're in an argument, you know, you're you, it's so quick with it, and also being on it, like boom, 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 going, going, going. And sometimes you're like, whoa, just let this let's just really hash out like what is the issue here? Like, let's yeah. communicate because. Maybe you're offended or you're like, you know, I feel really, hopefully your, your audience can relate. Um, I, I, you know, I, I feel, you know, I'm just going to say my point of view. And like, and if she replies to why that she might've happened, it's like, yeah, but da, 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 da. Yeah. instead of just, okay, so, okay. So you feel like this because this happened. So if I really just take a second with it and chew on it, like, okay, so mm -hmm. I believe you that you feel that way and that, that this happened. So, you know, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. And it's all about holding space. It's all about holding space, man. So I, I'm, gl I'm glad we went there, right? I'm glad, I'm glad it, it, it steered its way towards, towards holding space to listen. And, and to me, if we want to circle back around and we, we kind of put a pin a tail on, on this donkey, is that living in a world, talking about wine, 
at the end of the day, we all need to figure out how to be more inclusive. And I believe listening is, is how we get there. We got to show up for people and hold the space. So people are, they feel seen, heard, and they feel valued, right? Shout out Brene Brown. I, I, yeah. I always dovetail that in, right? Yeah. Well, Yaku, thank you so much, man, for being here today. I want people to find you. I want people to connect with you. I want people to support your small business. How do they find you? Thanks, Lawrence. Uh, it was amazing being here. Like I said already, I think twice. This, this is a pretty <laughs> amazing concept and, uh, and you're doing a good job. Um, you. I, they can People can find me if you're new to wine, if you want to learn about wine in a safe space, in a, in a place. Um, you know, I'm not a sommelier, I'm a winemaker, so I come from that perspective. Um, you can find me at grapeunknown.com.com. Don't get that one wrong. Uh, grapeunknown.com. Uh, Grape Unknown is all, Grape Unknown is also the Instagram handle, and um, you know, on Facebook you can find us under that handle. So yeah, that's where people can find us. Um, and there on our website, you can do a free tasting live with me, just like this. You can nice. book it for free, so you can get to know me a little bit better, see what we're about. If you if if you want, you know, or there's a pre-recorded tasting um, that you can do if you want to do it on your own time. So yeah, you can definitely connect with me. Super simple, super easy. Grapeunknown.com. That's awesome, man. So again, thank you for your time. Thank you for the gift of you um, and waking up early from, from California to, to hang out with me and my audience. So you have an open invitation. Anytime you want to jump on here, man, let's do some verbal banter. Uh, I love um, it. And let's get into it. And uh, thank you, Lawrence. I really appreciate it. Like this, you can, if anything, if anything, hopefully came from this podcast, it's me getting up at like six o'clock this morning, which should happen in any way, right? But so much more came from this podcast and I really appreciate you. I'm sure the, the audience is going to find so much value in this. Um, and, 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 and so did I. So I know that that's a fact. So really thank you for what you're doing. Um, this, this was really awesome. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thank you for tuning in today to this episode of Hot Takes. Please be sure to explore the library for other amazing interviews. Until next time, actions over ideas always win.